5: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Friday. It's a meet Friday at that. Come on in. Welcome. Stay a while if you'd like. We'll dissect the AFC, NFC title games coming up this weekend. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We'll check in with the Kansas City Chiefs coming up in about 30 minutes from now. They're known as tag team. D.C. the Brain Supreme and Steve Roland Gibson will join us. Todd, do you want to give us a little bit of what they've given America recently?
4: Tag T back again. Def with the record now. Let's begin. Whoop, there it is. Come on now. Whoop, yeah. there it is. Yeah, fellas.
6: This is a
5: whole new generation yeah. like being treated Sad to Coop, there
2: it
5: is. Is. D.C. the Brain Supreme and Steve Roland Gibson, a.k.a. Tag Team. You love Scoop. There it is. Yep. Yep. It's good. It's, it's very catchy. And if you have young kids, they're probably driving you crazy. <laughs> walking around the house going, Scoop. There it is. Scoop. There it is. Oh. Uh, All right, so that's coming up a little bit later on. He's the uh, new Chargers head coach, uh, Brandon Staley, once the starting quarterback for my Dayton Flyers. Two years he was the starting quarterback for the Dayton Flyers. Now he's the head coach of the Chargers. He's uh, about 39 years of age. You know, there's an expression in football about winning press conferences. You know, when a team hires a coach and he wows the media in his first appearance, we get all excited. Well, Detroit hired Dan Campbell. And uh, I think he took that to heart. He delivered an introductory Q&A that I'm sure they'll remember for quite some time. He said, when his players are down, they're going to bite their opponent's kneecaps on the way up. I know it's tough talk, but, you know, sometimes we buy into that. Now, he did, he did uh, factor in a little humor, sprinkled in a little bit of humor. But this is Dan Campbell, the Lions' new head coach, who they didn't sign to a three-year deal or four-year deal or five-year deal. No, they had to have him for six years.
6: This team's going to be built on. Um, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right. And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right. And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality.
5: So that's your new head coach. Uh, he's not Matt Campbell, the popular Iowa State head coach, but Dan Campbell did tell his agent to tell the Lions that he was Matt Campbell at Ohio, uh, that Iowa State, and then his office has a, a nameplate that reads The Dude. So biting kneecaps <laughs> and the Big Lebowski is a pretty good start. You know, it's one thing to win a press conference, How about you win a game? Because the last time I looked, Bill Belichick has lost just about every press conference that he has held. Ultimately, Dan Campbell's colorful talk will prove to be a lot more entertaining if the Lions prove to be entertaining. It was the kind of speech where you're watching it and you go, anybody buying this? How much is he joking? Is this who he is? Now, I did some research on him and uh, former tight end. And uh, you know, he was a tough guy, tough guy when he played. Uh, But I don't know how that translates into this is who we are. Our identity is, Hey, we're going to be tough. Okay. Are you going to be any good? That's what I want to know. Like, what is the bigger plan here? This sounds like it was out of a movie where not the head coach would say this, but maybe the defensive coordinator would say this like, uh, Campbell, get up there. Tell him what we're going to do. We're going to bite your kneecap. Okay. And then we're going to bite your kneecap again. Okay. I want to know what your philosophy is. Like, this is good. It's fun to have. It's entertaining. But I'd like to know kind of who we are. What kind of defense are we playing? Is Matt Stafford going to be our quarterback? That's what I would want to know. But congratulations. I'm going to give the Lions one win already in the press conference category. Yes, Paul.
3: I saw a couple of sports media people say that Dan Campbell's perfect for Detroit, a hardworking city, hardworking fan base. What are the towns that don't have hardworking <laughs> fan bases and aren't hard? Because they always point out the ones that are hardworking, like Chicago. That's a good town of hardworking people. Is there a town that doesn't have hardworking people that a coach that's soft should go to? Well, what does
5: Brian Flores say when he took over the Dolphins? I mean, we're going to be blue-collar, just like my. Okay, we're going to be hardworking. Uh, I, we're going to have fun. Like, Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to be uh kind of reflective of, uh, you know, the city that we represent. Okay. We're going to get a bottle service. What are you going like, to have? Like, okay. You coach in San Francisco and you're going to go, we're going to play like San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That you know, means high tech, right? Oh, is that
7: what it Analytics. is?
5: Analytics. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Good save there, McLovin. Thank you. But like the Steelers, you were going to play blue-collar Steel City. This is who we are. Cleveland Browns is who we are. What happens if you're, like, is there a non-hardworking city where you go, uh, I don't know, you know, we're not really a hardworking city, and I don't know if my team will be that way. Like, if you're a head coach in
3: Dover, Delaware, Dover, what is it? You're like, what's the reputation?
5: Oh, this program brought to you by Built Bar. Take me up on the offer. 18 amazing flavors. They got mint brownie, coconut almond, some of my faves. Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code DP for 20% off your purchase. So Dan Campbell is the, so we got one opening, and it's your Houston Texans. Now the Eagles, they picked up Nick Soriani. And uh, Nick was one of the big reasons why Philip Rivers went to the Colts Uh, You know, he's been an offensive coordinator, and I don't know if he calls his own plays. That seems to be the, like, that's the buzz expression now. Do you call his own plays? If he didn't call his own plays, he shouldn't be getting a head coaching job. But Nick Sirianni, who I actually thought he won American Idol a couple of years ago, and and, and it was Nick Fradiani who won (laughs) American Idol. Not the same person. Not the same person. But uh, Nick Sirianni is being brought in, and I'm guessing that his first job will be, can you fix Carson Wentz? I'm sure that he's a hardworking coach going to a hardworking city as well. Yes, McLovin.
7: I'll, I'll present my case later, but I think the Eagles won the, the hiring cycle. I think this is the biggest win out of the group, and I have a, a reason why. Okay. All right, so. And, not, and by the way, I just want to make clear, I'd never heard of Nick Sirianni three days ago. Okay. Yes. <laughs> But you, but, but
5: you think... <laughs> I think this is a brilliant hire. Okay. You can hold on. Like, you're, you want to tease it? Is that what you're saying?
7: I, I honestly want to tease this. Okay.
5: One. All right. How the Philadelphia Eagles won the coaching hire. Yes, with Nick Siriani. <laughs> okay. Now we're one down to one team, the Texans. And this is a big decision coming up here. There's a lot at stake here with the Texans, Eric Bieniemy, Deshaun Watson... The public pressure to hire a minority head coach? Uh, Will the media be very critical if the Texans hire Josh McDaniels? You have seven openings and you have Robert Sala, I guess, would be the minority who has been hired, and he was hired by the Jets. Eric bien wasn't even on the Texans list, wish list, to uh, interview. And everybody was getting interviewed because it's via Zoom. More coaches got interviewed this year than any other year in NFL history. Except for Eric Bieniemy, was not going to get interviewed by the Texans. Then there was media pressure. Then there was Deshaun Watson. Then you had Patrick Mahomes. Now Alex Smith. These are the quarterbacks who work with Eric Bieniemy, uh, with Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith, and they're co-signing on him getting an opportunity here. So then the Texans finally acquiesced. They interviewed Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if they're going to hire him. But what I would want to know, if I'm the owner, I would want to say to Deshaun Watson, if we hire Eric Bieniemy, are you willing to stay? Maybe you don't want to do that. And here's the problem. It's a dangerous precedent because you might be hiring somebody that you truly don't think is the right guy for the job. But You may have to hire him. The Texans, if they can screw it up, they can screw they do it. And they put themselves in a really delicate situation here. And I don't know if they're waiting for Eric Bienemy and his season to end, whether it ends this weekend or in a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl, but they're now holding out for Eric Bienemy, a candidate that they weren't even interested in hiring a couple of weeks ago. And I think that this bears watching from a variety of angles here. And the reaction either way, if you hire him, did you want to hire him? Did you hire him to keep Deshaun Watson? Does Deshaun Watson still want to stay there? If you don't hire Eric Biennemi, what does that mean for Deshaun Watson? There's a lot attached to this. Yes, Don.
4: And if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm like, you know, don't patronize me or appease me or try to humor me. He's the right guy for the job. I don't want to make some deal with you that you're hiring someone that you're not all in on just to make sure I don't want to go to another team. That would not sit well with me if I'm Deshaun Watson. Well,
5: you did include Deshaun Watson in the conversation about who you were bringing in as a GM and as a coach. Now you're factoring in, I guess, his opinion on who you're bringing in as a head coach. But – First of all, I wouldn't have done that to a quarterback who was that young. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said, hey, we're going to bring you in. If I don't do that for Roethlisberger, Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, I'm not going to do it for you. And then if you bring him in, then truly bring him in and listen to him. But if not, don't go through the motions. And that's. it sounds like that's what they were trying to do. And Deshaun Watson rightfully called their bluff to say, hey, I don't like this. I I don't like the feel of this. And it feels like if you're bringing in a general manager who has ties to the Patriots, could you bring in Josh McDaniels here? You can. And he might say, that's who I want. But does that make it right? Is that going to fix things? And the answer is, probably not. Because this is a fluid, fragile moment right now with Deshaun Watson and the Texans. And that might be as big a storyline as we have in football right now. Because it's larger than just one team. One one person. This is big. All right, McLevin, you got a poll question here.
7: Yeah, we have a few options here. Uh, starting with, who are you rooting for as a Super Bowl matchup? We are just discussing this. What's the best Super Bowl matchup possible? And I could put all four down. Is it the... There's no downside here. You don't think there's like one supreme matchup that like Mahomes versus Rogers that stands out above or something like that?
5: Well, I, I think that that would be the best uh, when you look at two playing at a very high level. You got the MVP this year, MVP last year. You got the defending champs. The Bills would be America's team. I think people still have a hard time, even though he's in a different uniform, rooting for Tom Brady if he got back to another Super Bowl. It feels like. If you wanted to have that golden ticket, you would have Kansas City with Mahomes and you would have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Two great fan bases. And this would be um, revisiting the very first Super Bowl, which was Green Bay against the Kansas City Chiefs, which would be fun as well. Bring back some of those memories. Bring back some of the players who were still alive. Uh, You know, that, that might be another added element dimension to this, but I would say if Buffalo gets in against Tom Brady, it, I, I don't think you can go wrong. I do think people have a hard time rooting for Tom Brady, even though he's in a different uniform. Rodgers and the Packers, tremendous fan base. People infatuated with Patrick Mahomes, the skilled positions there, defending Super Bowl champs. Can they go back-to-back, something that hasn't been done since Brady and the Patriots back in the early uh, 2000s? What else do you have, McClellan?
7: Which game is more likely to be a blowout mm-hmm. or lopsided? Not, I'm not asking for a prediction, but is there which game could you see getting away a little bit?
5: It always feels like there's one close game, maybe one surprise, and then there's one game that's not that good. But both of these point spreads are these are pretty competitive games, close games here, and uh, hopefully they'll turn out that way. But feels like. At least when I remember these AFC, NFC title games, it felt like one was really interesting, maybe a surprise, and the other one wasn't a good game. Yes, McLevin?
7: Okay, and the poll that uh, I've been pitching hard on the side of the glass has not been getting the reaction I want. (laughs) I call it the playoff X-factor poll. Okay, let me take a break here. Is this a hot new segment, X-factor? I don't know. Playoff X-factor has people been doing for years, haven't
5: they? I don't remember, but... I mean, if you, if you say so. So this is the guy that you don't expect to be the headline
7: grabber who could decide the game. Right. Like, who are we talking about Monday that's a non-quarterback?
5: How about we do the Y factor? Like X, or do, do we do a Z factor? Ooh, the Z factor. Yeah, the that's Z hot. factor. They're
7: it, even farther down the depth chart, the Z factor.
5: Wasn't like, it World War Z? Ooh. With Brad Pitt. Pitt? I don't know what it is about that movie. My daughters and my wife are fascinated with that movie. They will watch it. If if there's any chance to watch World War Z, they watch it. And I have not seen it. I have no interest in it because it's about like zombies are coming back. Is that what it is? McLovin It's Yes. And it's like a parable for environmental
7: disaster. It's very depressing apocalypse.
3: Yeah. Yes. Paul, it's a, is it where hot guy saves the world? Is that the name of the movie?
5: No.
8: Oh, yeah. Isn't uh, Red Pitt in there, all long-haired and whatnot? Yeah. yeah. Hot, hot guy saves the world. Hot right? guy saves the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It got
3: pretty good reviews. Like, Rotten Tomatoes has it, like, 65%. That's pretty good.
7: Yeah, McClellan. Have you seen the one where Will Smith is the last man alive in New York? I'm to- I think it's Legend. I, uh, I am Legend.
8: I I am, that's depressing.
5: Yeah, I didn't watch that one either.
7: Yeah, that's sci-fi. You see, you don't do sci-fi. No,
8: I don't. That one, the problem with that one is right away you figure out he's all alone in New York City, just him and his dog, and you're like, oh, the dog's definitely dying. So I turned it off. I can't I don't like I don't mind watching like, you know, zombie (laughs) stuff or whatever, but if the dog is out there and gets killed, it's like this movie's
5: I have no interest in zombie movies. I've never seen any of those movies, those shows. No Walking Dead, you've never seen. Never saw an episode. Never, never saw an
8: episode. Dude, you want to know what really freaked me out one time? Uh, I was watching Walking Dead, and I was trying to be funny because I was like, I'm watching, and I'm like, how are all of these people perfect shots? Like, they never miss whenever they shoot a gun at the, one of these zombies. They're all perfect. And so I tweeted out, like, isn't it weird that everybody on Walking Dead is a perfect shot? And some random dude tweeted back at me, that's because everyone else, they're like, oh, that's because all the bad shots are already dead. I was like, oh. Oh my God! I'm grossly <laughs> underprepared for the zombie apocalypse. I can't, I can't do anything like that. That's because everyone else is already dead. All, the, all the bad shots are already dead. Yes, <gasps> yes. Side
7: poll question: Which that lasts the longest in apocalyptic conditions? I'd admit there's two favorites in this room, and they're not in the background. <laughs> I, I think there's only one. You see, I think it's a close call. I I, I think it's Paulie. Paulie's the favorite, Yeah,
8: but Seton has
7: been secretly doing
8: research for years. Have you? So I think, you know what, I think if Paulie <laughs> and I were stuck together, we would actually balance each other out perfectly, right? Because Paul's already got, like, the truck and the cabin and the, all the stuff that I don't have, but I could get you, like, some clean water and build a shelter if you need it or, like, start a fire with just about nothing. <laughs> I could do all that stuff. I know somebody who
5: I don't want to be with. Yes, Todd. Wow, <laughs> there is Not, no way. If I try
4: to chat it up with them and just make some friendly yeah. conversation, let them know I'm no good. Yeah. Bored them to, to death.
5: Them. Yes,
8: yeah.
4: I'm no harm to them. I just look. Let's all just be. You make them eat
8: their own arm. Like, <laughs> just get me out of
3: here. Somebody eat my ears off, please. Yeah, Paul. It seems like the wrong move in those zombie movies is to board up the window and hope for the best.
5: That's, that, that seems like, like where you huddle with your girl. You keep hitting the phone as if it's
3: going to come back to
5: life. That's why I love that commercial where. There uh the chainsaws? Yes. Yeah, why don't we get in the cut started car? No, you, you are you crazy? Head to the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see the guy who's behind the chainsaw just shaking his head. And once again, I don't know what that commercial's for. I'm 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 assuming it's for car insurance. I have no idea.
3: In those zombie movies, they always slide like three desk chairs in front of the doors. It's, that's <laughs> going to keep out a horde of zombies.
7: Yes, McCloud. I could just picture sitting around talking about how we're going to get clean water, food, and Todd. All he's asking about is the bathroom situation that's and, it. The
4: and and if they have a jersey, Mike's around the corner or something. That's all I really want to know.
5: You know, the, the way I would get Todd fired up, I would say, you know what? Those guys right there took all the onion bagels. <laughs> Now go get them, Todd. Where's the tuna fish and where's the onion bagel? Go crazy.
8: Go crazy. Remember how long Todd teased the onion bagel story? It was like for like a whole week. It was like, by the way, I got to get to my bagel story.
4: I was so aggravated. It's ridiculous. Cause Cause I, I don't need any more carbs that I already taken, but I, I was so upset.
5: Normally, when Todd brings up something like this, I'll just I'll, I'll listen, but I hope it just fades away. And he doesn't bring up too many of those stories, but then when he does, and then I go, oh, he's not going to let this go.
4: Sometimes you have a craving for something. It's Friday afternoon. You relax. I don't got to stress out of my guests for a couple of days. I'm heading home, and you pull in, and then you find out that exactly what you had in mind to eat does not exist at this point.
5: But you brought it up Wednesday morning, on a Wednesday morning, and then by Friday I said, all right, go ahead. And then all of a sudden you unleashed your wrath on uh, the poor woman probably a you know a high school student who was there in the drive through who didn't have onion
4: bagel. Uh, you go to a pizza place and they say oh we're out of pizza today or a donut shop with no donut doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense.
5: <laughs> you know if they ran out of pepperoni then I understand that. But not pizza. They wouldn't under- they wouldn't run out of pizza. Well, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but an onion bagel to me Todd, you a- heard somebody's feelings. I didn't mean to. Yeah, but you did.
4: You did kind of look, get a little pale and like, I'm, I'll get the manager and see maybe there's one left in the back there.
5: 21 after Just the Just trying
4: to give my opinion.
5: Take a break here. <laughs> uh, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Take me up on this offer. You don't have much time. Uh, sweepstakes end January 24th of 2021. You have a chance in the Fox Sports Radio The ultimate tailgate rig sweepstakes here. You can go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Your chance to win that Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van I've been talking about. It is decked out with TVs, got a wood pellet grill. You got a great light show inside. You got the captain's swivel seats there. It's wonderful. Go on the road with that. Get all the information, entry details at foxsportsradio.com or danpatrick.com. And the sweepstakes end January 24th. So many things to love about Mercedes. They go the extra mile, drive that Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and find out. There's also the Mercedes-Benz Metris, each tailored to match your work or play lifestyle. They got a lot of different things. The MBUX, voice command technology, directions, weather forecast, comfort control, and more. Blind spot assist, active lane keeping assist. They're there to help you get from start to finish, point A to point B. Some uh, equipment described as optional. It's danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. (laughs)
1: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski
0: slopes!
5: Wait! Did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. In
5: case you're wondering, the NFL announced that this year's Super Bowl in Tampa will host 22,000 fans, 7,500 of which will be vaccinated healthcare workers being given free tickets to the game we got our play of the day coming up. We'll settle on a poll question. Stat of the day as well. McLovin, in the uh, early part of this show, the first couple of minutes, said that the Eagles won the hiring contest with all these other teams. They brought in Nick Sirianni, the Colts offensive coordinator, and McLovin... I've given you ample time to make your case why the Eagles have made the best hire of all of these teams.
7: Okay, you were talking about winning the press conference. Yes. The Eagles lost it so badly by hiring a Colts assistant that no one's heard of. This guy's got to be a genius to hire him because they have to know. Everyone's going to be like, you hired who? He must be so impressive. And my evidence Mm. is look at the final four coaches. Sean McDermott, no one knew who that was when he got hired. Uh, Andy Reid was a quarterback's coach, I think, back in the 90s. He had a little notoriety because of Favre. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are the other two coaches? Matt LaFleur, I, or I couldn't believe they hired him. I'd never heard of him. And, um, well, I had heard of him, but I didn't know he was that good. Who's the other coach? We're missing one. Oh, uh, Bruce Arians. It's a little different. I mean, he he kind of was an assistant for years, right? Yes. Did he have a head coaching job like 15 years ago? He's been around. But the point is well, like. he was
5: in Arizona
7: yeah As it's, a head coach. right it's the guys that you never heard of who are good like john harbaugh so i was thinking like if they're gonna hire nick Sirianni, he must have been really impressive right because
5: they know the fan base is like what are you doing i also wondered if you have the general manager howie roseman running this team and, oh that's the other issue and is he getting somebody who doesn't have a big personality uh, that you're taking a little bit of a chance on, but maybe you can dictate how you mold him as the general manager. That was the feeling I got. I don't know Nick Siriani's resume other than he was with the Chargers, he's with the Colts, and uh, I think he surprised a lot of people getting this job in Philadelphia. Didn't feel like he was on the short list or top two candidates, but you know, teams don't have to tell you what they're thinking as much as we want them to, and uh, I applaud them. They kept it quiet. And if they got their guy for whatever reason, good luck, because the first order of business is, can you fix Carson Wentz? And if I'm interviewing him, that's the first thing I say. Can you fix Carson Wentz? And how? Do you want to? I have to start there, because the offensive coordinator, and now he's going to be a head coach. Can you fix him? Do you want to fix him? And then if not, then what do you have planned here? That, that that's what I would want to know. But if you think they want it because they got a guy who's not going to win press conferences, uh, good luck. Yeah.
7: club. Well, I was kind of trying to be funny a little bit because there was this expectation that I'm going to say, we we're going to get like a big name, like a Josh McDaniels or an Eric B enemy. And then they pull this name seemingly out of a hat out of nowhere.
5: Yeah, but the Chargers did this with Brandon Staley who will join us coming up next hour.
7: That's why I kind of think, I'm like, oh, this might be good. You know, it might be a hopeful change because the Eagles are pretty lost right now. Would you agree with that? It doesn't seem like whatever
5: they're doing is working. The reason why this is such a big deal, I mean, the Eagles weren't any good. I don't know if they're going to be any good in the next couple of years. It's the Carson Wentz-Jalen Hurts situation. That's the reason why people care about this job hire. If you didn't have a quarterback controversy... Let's say Carson Wentz just got hurt and then he's going to come back. Nobody would care about this hire. They care about the hire because what it could mean for your team if Carson Wentz goes to your team, gets traded to your team. But if he stays in Philadelphia and they try to fix him, all right, we'll watch. And at some point you'll go, hmm, ain't going to happen. And the reason why we care about the Texans is Deshaun Watson. I mean, if you know, is he in play for these other teams? That, other than that, you know, do we really care? They don't have any other players. J.J. Watt won't be there next year. Does Eric Bieniemy get the job? If he doesn't get the job, then what's the reaction? What's the reaction with Deshaun Watson? What's the reaction with the media? What's reaction to players around the league? Like, there we're interested in that, but the Eagles. I don't think anybody cares other than what's Carson Wentz's future. Yeah, Mclemmon.
7: You know, another guy, we didn't talk about Kevin Stefanski much when he got hired, no. and he's winning like Coach of the Year. What's his reputation? What have you heard about Cleveland? I know you've followed the Browns.
5: Uh, just that he had, he came in with high marks, that he was a you know offensive-minded guy you know, with Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, but he came in and I think had a game plan for Baker Mayfield, and that's the key. He knew what he was going to do with his quarterback. He knew what he was going to do with his offense. It got tricky with Odell Beckham, who I thought they should have moved on before he got injured. Uh, I, In fact, I would still try to move on without him. Great talent, but I don't want him on my team. And I think Kevin Stefanski found out who his team was at the right time, and then they made the playoffs. Yeah, Paul.
3: I was thinking about um, Eric Bieniemy. I wonder if he's ever had a conversation, or it's futile, with Andy Reid about being the coach and waiting. Because if I were him and you could somehow in the next year or two or three take over Patrick Mahomes at age 27, that would be more enticing to me than joining any other franchise in the league. I, and I don't know that happens sometimes in college where there's a coach in waiting. Rarely does it ever work out. And Andy Reid's 62, which actually doesn't seem that old in coaching years.
5: No. And we'll, we'll check in with uh, the chiefs coming up here. Um, one of the, uh, reporters covering this team, and just ask about, has, has that ever been brought up with Andy Reid of how long he plans on coaching? And Belichick, I think, is 68. So Belichick, who knows how much longer he's going to coach. But, you know, Andy Reid at 62, I I wouldn't want to retire. I, I got a chance to get a few rings here. Why would I walk away from this? Here's Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, at a press conference yesterday. Ask about being a head coach.
7: It's always good to be mentioned and in, in, in having an opportunity to pursue your dreams. And obviously, yes, I do want to be a head coach. But when it's all said and done with, my job is to make sure everything that we're doing right now is not to take away from the goals that we're trying to accomplish. The only thing that matters today, we got better. Okay? Today we had an opportunity to make sure we can take care of situational football as far as short yardage, goal line, and our third down situations. So now it's time for us to go back in and chop wood, watch this tape, and get ready for the next day. We want to make sure that we're getting our guys ready. My own personal business, when all that's time to take care of itself, that will take care of itself.
5: Great answer. Let others talk about you and for you. You don't need to you got a job to do. you got to beat the Buffalo Bills. That's all you care about right now. Now, privately, he's probably hurt. He's probably bothered. He's probably sensitive about this, thinking, you know what? I'm older than Mike Tomlin. I'm an offensive coordinator, and I can't get a head coaching job here. And it seemed like with seven openings, I was going to get a chance, maybe my pick of where I wanted to go. And that hasn't been the case. Here's something to keep in mind. Should the Buccaneers and Bills play in the Super Bowl? Tom Brady's career numbers versus Buffalo. Now, granted, there has been different personnel through the years, obviously. He's 32-3, and 70 touchdowns, 25 interceptions. And the 32 wins for Brady versus Buffalo are the most by any quarterback against a single opponent all time. Stat of the day, stat of the day, tap, tap. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Top. Took a lot of guts to leave the AFC East if you're Tom Brady. You know, you don't get to play the Jets, although the Dolphins got better and Buffalo obviously is. But, you know, he racked up a lot of wins there against some, uh, some sh- shaky uh, teams there couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Krista in Colorado. Krista, welcome to the program. Krista. That's not the way to start. Uh, Kennedy in Kentucky. Kennedy, welcome to the program. Hey, Dan, thanks. Yeah.
3: Uh, just quickly, I don't think we're overreacting and looking too much into these press conferences. Just look at that last last year. Adam Gase, that was horrific. That was a disaster. And then, you know, Kevin Stefanski, at, you know, Joe Judge,
5: really solid. So
3: I think it actually matters. And I got one last thing. Okay. Scoop, there it is. Come on now, <laughs> scoop, there it is. All right, thanks, guys. All
5: right, thank you, Kennedy. Tag team will join us coming up next hour. Todd has never been more excited.
4: I love it. I'm just very, very pumped. Yeah.
5: Of course, it, it's music and a group that has nothing to do with, you know, necessarily today. They're back; they're famous from back in the '90s.
4: Exactly. Since I kind of live in the '80s, '80s and '90s, and
5: 90s. yes, doesn't get better. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hey, Jeff, congratulations! You got a new head coach with your Lions.
8: <laughs>
6: uh... That's funny, Dan. I'm telling you. I listen, I, I I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, I promise you. I say that every year though, though. Yes, you do. This guy's gonna be riding down Woodward with a motorcycle, his hair on fire, Lions jersey on and everything, man. I can I can see it now. Hey, listen, I wanted to ask you though. They're they're not gonna depress me right now because I honestly I want to see what happens out on the field. I want them to get it together. I need to know who's going to be my quarterback. I mean, all of these things, because I honestly believe that Matt Stafford is not going to be there at the beginning of next season for just some strange reason. I honestly believe that. So, oh, I'm, not, I'm not buying into it. I'm not getting ready to break the Kool-Aid. Listen, this Super Bowl contest coming up, I promise you, if KC and Green Bay gets in, it's one person who really and truly wins. How would you love to be Jake from State Farm for that Super Bowl? <laughs> thank he, you, Jeff. He's a man.
5: Yeah, I think, I think we're going to reach out to Jake from State Farm. I think he's set to join us next week. Yeah, but thank you, Jeff, and uh, good luck with your lines. Yes, Paul?
3: If it's a Zoom call, you know Jake's going to be doing a party oh, pumping back. Definitely. Curls
5: for the girls. Definitely. Definitely. And I ask Aaron Rodgers, is is Jake from State Farm natural? And uh, Aaron said he would look into it because I I don't know. I got some suspicions there about uh, Jake from State Farm. By the way, the Duttons are back. Yellowstone, I can't say enough about, you know, there's uh, three seasons. Kevin Costner, you'll love it. Uh, You can sign up at PeacockTV.com, stream all three seasons now. We will take a break. We're going to check in with the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll do so next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge.
1: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just
5: invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
5: More phone calls coming up. I don't know if we settled on a poll question, McLovin,
7: did we? You know, I put up the poll question, which Super Bowl matchup do you want to see? And there's a runaway, like a strong runaway leader. Uh, Bills Packers, the small town Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, maybe that fits our audience, but people want to see the Bills. Okay, I'm
5: sure. Tom Brady would like to see. Well, he doesn't want to see this version of the Bills. He likes seeing the uh, you know the previous twenty years with the Buffalo Bills. There were only three reporters allowed to go to the Kansas City Chiefs practice yesterday, and one of those joins us now, Nate Taylor, the uh, Chiefs beat writer for the Athletic. Nate, thanks for joining us. Uh, What can you supply as far as an update on, let's start with Patrick Mahomes, on what you saw and what you expect the next couple of days.
6: Yeah, thank you, Dan, for having me on. Um, It was a pretty normal day considering that Patrick Mahomes is in the concussion protocol, but there's real strong optimism within the organization that Mahomes will be cleared either today or tomorrow out of the concussion protocol, which will allow him to start in Sunday's game against the Buffalo Bills. I watched Patrick Mahomes for the early portion of practice. Still threw the ball with a lot of pace, a lot of accuracy. He was working on his footwork. I know fans have some questions about the left big toe injury that he had against the Cleveland Browns, but he looked to move pretty well from my vantage point. It'll just be a matter of how much can he increase his speed and his obviously acceleration if he needs to scramble out of the pocket if he does play on Sunday. But all signs are pointing to him getting the chance to lead the Chiefs to another Super Bowl at Arrowhead Stadium.
5: I just don't know if Mahomes, from what I'm told, didn't have a concussion, but once you're placed into concussion protocol, Nate, you still have to go through it?
6: Correct. And the easiest way to explain this to fans is, you know, he did not answer all the questions when he was in the blue tent or when he was in the locker room correctly, which allowed, you know, a neurologist to basically say that, you know, he's having issues so let's put him in the protocol, even if we don't fully diagnose him with a concussion. Now, Andy Reid on a couple of occasions, Dan, has not said full on that Patrick Mahomes had a concussion. Maybe we'll learn that sort of after the fact or after the season's over. But once you're in the protocol, you have to go through every step. That means obviously balance testing. He has to be seen by both the Chiefs medical staff and an independent neurologist. Both of those parties have to clear him. And he's through a rigorous amount of test work because after every practice, every workout, you're sort of given instructions on how you wore mentally from your baseline back in the preseason. Again, all these things look to be taking care of themselves in an orderly fashion. And for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes should be on the field if he doesn't have any concussion-like symptoms that sort of come back to him as a setback. What about Clyde
5: Edwards' Hilaire's availability?
6: I think he's going to play, Dan. Uh, I think he's practiced the last two days. He is expected to practice today at practice. Um, look, he would have been a 50-50 sort of chance last week. And I think Andy Reid and the medical staff made the right choices to sort of tell the rookie, hey, let's wait and see if we can get to the AFC Championship game. He had his best game of the season against the Buffalo Bills, 161 rushing yards. I'm not sure if he's going to give that level of production on Sunday, but he is another weapon, particularly as a receiver too in that Andy Reid screen game. So I think the Chiefs will have both of their star players in the backfield. It's just a matter of how many touches will Clyde Edwards-Helaire get, and how effective can we see from him early on in the game?
5: What do I take away from the Eric Bieniemy situation about getting a head coaching position? Because I thought he would have his choice here, Nate. Now we're down to one, and it's still open. What do you th- is your sense that Bieniemy gets this job?
6: I'm not sure um, that's still kind of up in the air. I feel like the Houston Texans have not really floated anything much at all about where they're looking in terms of a head coaching vacancy. But overall in the big picture of the league, it's an embarrassment that Eric Bieniemy is somehow overqualified or not qualified enough, or does he call the plays, but you know, he's under Andy Reid. how much, you know, true, you know, credit goes to him for the development of Patrick Mahomes. So, In the Chiefs organization, what I've heard a lot was last year, it was a lot of anger, a lot of frustration as to why Eric Bienamy was not given one of these head coaching jobs and sort of, they were able to sort of use that as partly some motivation for him when they went out and won the Super Bowl where they felt like, okay, now he can go into these interviews the next year and sort of say, hey, I've done everything that could be asked of me as an offensive coordinator. I've helped Patrick Mahomes. I've won us the Super Bowl. Guys like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill credit him a ton for their own development and their professionalism since they came into the league. So everybody knows he's a true leader this year. It's utter confusion and just disappointment for the fact that Eric B is a candidate that should be taken with serious consideration. It is kind of appalling that NFL owners have not seen the same things that you and I see Dan. And you know, a couple weeks ago, Andy Reid, when it was starting to get to that week 17 news cycle of, Hey, How's your guy going to do this year? What do you want from him? Where do you think he could go? Andrew was pretty blunt in putting it on the owners. It's an owner's issue. It is an owner situation. And even Clark Hunt can't get some owners in the league, his own peers, to call him to see why Eric mm. is the right choice to be a head coach. I think about the example last year where Jerry Jones and Clark Hunt did not did not talk. And therefore, Eric Biennemi was not given – an interview request from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they went their own direction with Mike McCarthy, and we'll see where that goes. But that sort of explains the issue at whole. Not even a respected owner in the league like Clark Hunt can sort of sway or sort of give advice to other owners in the league about why Eric bien should be a viable option to lead a football team.
5: I'll leave you with this, though, Nate. Andy Reid's 62. Has, has he talked about a time frame of how long he coaches, and is there a chance that... And I don't know why Andy would step down given what he has, but right. with Eric Bieniemy, is there a chance that, hey, you may not get this job, you're the coach-in-waiting here?
6: If something were to happen, and that would take quite a bit because I agree, Dan, um, then Eric Bieniemy I think, would be the coach in line to follow Andy Reid. The problem is, you know, when Patrick Mahomes signed his 10-year extension, he got pretty much clearance <laughs> from Andy Reid that I ain't going anywhere, man. Like, I'm going to be your coach for the, it's for the foreseeable future. Right. Um, Andy Reed basically told me back in the summer, he might do, he might do, he might do this until he's 70, which kind of takes you Through most of the contract extension with Patrick Mahomes that will last through 2032. So as long as Andy Reed has good health, as long as he's still on the cutting edge of innovation in terms of offensive play calling and play design. And obviously he has the talent around him from the front office. I don't see how Andy Reid leaves within the next five years, and he could honestly push this to 70 because he sees the success that Bill Belichick has had, and a lot of people need to realize that both of these guys are of a certain age, and they're still really, really successful, given all the younger coaches coming into the league trying to come after them.
5: Nate, good stuff. Thanks for visiting with us, and uh, have fun this weekend.
6: Thank you, sir. It should be quite a blast. I hope it's a, I hope it's a classic. I hope it's another AFC Championship classic. He's Nate
5: Taylor. He covers the Chiefs for The Athletic and was one of three reporters, only three reporters who were able to go to practice. Yeah, I wondered about that with Andy Reid. But you're 62. I'm not leaving anytime soon. I mean, his next stop will be the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he's, he's, there, there's there, There'd be no reason to step down unless it's health-related. I wonder if you can make Eric Bieniemy the... Assistant head coach. Like I don't, I don't know if you can elevate him within the organization, and maybe that shines a different light on him with these other teams. Maybe make him uh, one of the highest paid or the highest paid coordinator. Just something that says if you're another organization, Andy Reid has elevated him even higher. Which seems, it seems crazy because you have Mahomes and Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey, who talk glowingly about him. And you have Andy Reid, who says the same thing. Something's there. something Something's missing. But who would have thought that... I, I still go back when I told you the guy, that uh, the Danettes, prior to the start of the show, it had to be over two weeks ago, I said, man, I'm hearing Eric Biennemi is going to get frozen out. And I remember McLevin going, what? Why? I go, I don't know. I just, my source said, He's hearing that Biennemi may get frozen out. Yeah, Andy.
7: I mean, if you want to fix a quarterback, that's the first name you'd
5: think, right? I would think so if I'm gonna keep that quarterback. Now it's it's I mean, this is it's a big decision. And then Deshaun Watson's gonna have a decision to make after that. Coming up, tag team. Give it to me again, Ton.
4: Whoop, there it is, or scoop, there it is.
5: And we'll talk to the Chargers' new head coach, a former Dayton Flyer.
1: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just invent
0: California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum Card...